We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Jack Ramsey's live show. Danny Morang, Brandon Sprague, and Draymond Green talking shit about Rudy Gobert. Uh, the things that never, <laughs> ever cease to amaze. Yeah. Uh, for anybody who hasn't seen it, Draymond is reminiscing about 2019 and Rudy Gobert crying in the locker room about being snubbed. We will talk about some All-Star games. Uh, the reserves went official, and of course, players were snubbed! Snubbed! Mm. Mm. My least favorite topic, I think, in in basketball. You you don't you don't like snub season? Uh, I think the NBA All Star stuff is is really ridiculous and way exaggerated by everybody. And so, like, I've gotten to the point where I don't care that much anymore. Um, it's just like we're arguing about the fourteenth dude on the All Star team. I know it, monetarily it matters, stuff. unfortunately. Yeah, I mean it does, but like we argue as if it's our money. It's it's a collective shared feeling, right? One, this one... is where we differ, and you're also a sick f who loves to watch preseason NBA basketball. Mm-hmm. We differ in those two mm-hmm. areas greatly. Yes, very much so. I I, I love basketball. I'm I'm a demented, sick, twisted sob. It's kind of how it goes. Uh, first of all, welcome everybody in. We will get into trade deadline stuff, thoughts, news, rumors. We will talk about the Joe Cronin interview. Dun dun dun. Uh, I know a bunch of people wanted to uh, hear about that or thoughts on that and get really freaked out or really excited because uh, it's kind of a Rorschach test. You see what you want to see, you hear what you want to hear. Mm. Uh, like, rate, review, subscribe. Help us grow the show. If you're watching here live, please subscribe to the show. If you're watching on the replay, please subscribe to the show. Help us grow. Uh, we are just about at 2,500. You know what? Let's let's do something live because we have, we have more time than we normally have. Draft lottery odds. Let's do it. We are at 2,444 subscribers. Let's go. We are... A whole 56 subscribers away from a magical number of 2,500. And again, we are setting the goal for 4,000 for the end of the year. Four, 4,000. It's a lofty ass goal, my man. <laughs> I'm just going to say, you know, we've, we've had months already where we had we have had over 400 subs in a month twice. Oh, I, I'm not, you know, I'm going to believe, but so. uh, you just, you said what the current number is, and then you said the goal, and I'm like, wait a minute yeah we're a lot the, of people. it is i like it but i think we're doing well so we'll, we'll run with that uh again welcome 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 connor strong some anthony simon snub uh and will be there for all-star weekend but he's participating participating as a union rep so uh, i believe he took cj's spot when cj became the president is the dunk contest thing just like about not jeopardizing any contract stuff gotcha okay so 
smartly just handling business. I my only pushback, and it this is selfish. I really would like to see him in a non-COVID slam dunk contest. I would do. I, Not I, to say he didn't win. He clearly was the best one last year mm-hmm. what they did, but it didn't really feel like a traditional slam dunk contest. Because it was only three guys, but he yeah. did kiss a rim. He, he did indeed kiss the rim, yes. So that, Which is patently absurd. So again, welcome everybody in. We appreciate you. Uh, first couple things I guess we'll get to. Do, do, do. You know what? Do you want to start with the Cronin stuff? We can start wherever you want to start. I feel like Cronin's probably the way to go with this because it's okay. kind of the, the news of the day. All right. So, instead of our what to watch for segment, it's the Joe Cronin interview. Breaking down what was and wasn't said. We'll go line by line in this. We're not going to read every part of it, but what I'm going to address are the questions. Um, the 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 overall theme, for those that haven't said it, Mark Medina sat down with NBA.com with mm-hmm. Joe Cronin. Uh, right before, I, I'm assuming Joe must have been on the trip and went to Los Angeles. That yeah, because Medina's a L.A.-based dude. He used to cover the yes. Lakers, and now he works for the NBA. Yes, so I would imagine, this is NBA.com caught up with Cronin. Before the Blazers lost in Los Angeles on various topics involving the trade deadline, Lillard's recovering to become Portland's permanent general manager. It says, no, the following one-on-one conversation is condensed and edited. And first question, NBA.com asks, what needs do you hope you can fulfill before the trade deadline? Joe Cronin responded, just like everybody trying to get better, some of us are trying to do it sooner than later. Some teams are looking for that one extra piece to push them over the top. Other teams are looking for an infusion of talent. Other teams have a longer runway. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and just go ahead and drop a yikes for that one. Yeah. Longer runway. That's a, That sounds like a Neil Olsheyism. It's, it, yeah, well, look, I mean, I, I think that was one of the many takeaways I had. It's um, ultimately, he's t- he kind of talks like Neil. And mm. I think when you're around somebody for a decade, you, you tend to pick up you, some Some of those things, yeah. they, they kind of leaked on him. So we'll get back to that. Uh, but he says, longer runway where they keep building and developing. For us, it's staying open-minded. So just staying opportunistic and being thorough and look at all the different deals that are out there and make good decisions. Okay. Thoughts? Senior Sprague. Um, I think he was just kind of confirming what we've, what we all kind of know, right? It's you can't openly say you're tanking. Um, can't actively say you're shopping everybody. No, you can't actively do that either. You want to make like people interested, like, hey, he didn't miss him. Maybe we should uh, look to get to trade. I, I don't know. I thought he kind of just walked the line of bland. Um, I tweeted out earlier. I thought it was a big nothing burger. It it read as if something major wasn't happening and then people were freaking out about a certain part of one of his answers. I just kind of viewed it as a general manager agreeing to do something for an NBA website and telling them absolutely nothing. My first thought was, holy crap. The GM said something when they didn't have to say something. What is happening? The only time we saw that was when Woj would ask. And even then it was filtered through a bunch of different sources. Yeah, I mean, we, 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 we never did. had a direct line from Neil. The only time you ever heard from Neil O'Shea was in a actual press conference. That was it. There is one exception to that, and it's when they traded for Yusuf Nurkic in the first round pick again from Denver, and the impromptu press conference was held in the belly of the Rose Garden, and all they talked about was the first round pick. Yeah, I that mean, is, that's the only time. Tell me, I'm, 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 well, I'm missing only, something. The, yeah, the only thing I, you, I'll, I remind you this, and maybe you're either forgot or whatever, but like he would do 
he'd randomly be at the draft combine and he would sit down on NBA TV. Or, I forgot about the combine one. Or was... the, the boardroom of general managers that fans the same got the same kind of thing. Year. Yeah, it's you know it's 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 very controlled. He would do yeah. things for the team, and it's like probably here's the rundown of questions you better not ask oh, me. Yeah. And you know whatever the team people are going to follow that. Uh, but it, it would always just be something like that. It'd be like one time a year he'd go on the Woj Pod for a half hour and dance around everything that you'd want to know. Like when he talked, he didn't talk. So you're kind of right. He'd, he'd talk like once a year, but it was always like the same three people. We'd mm -hmm. never get anything really from it anyway. One of the things that looking at this, just the, I, I don't want to relitigate the old shape stuff because clear. I don't like the guy as a human being, nor did I like him uh, in his job. Like that's the full disclosure, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but Joe in this interview doesn't come across like, oh, I want to punch him in the face. Which we also saw with the impromptu discussion where him and, and Hankins uh, pulled up chairs with Chauncey Billups and, and talked to people to kind of mm -hmm. diffuse what was an epic shit show at the time. Right. Other than that, like this is like the, we've seen or heard little things here or there. I've heard things behind the scenes that like I disagree with maybe some thoughts or some processes, but I don't like... Yeah, that sounds like a rotten human being. <laughs> so, like, we're getting more confirmation of that, at least. So, I, that makes me feel at least relatively well. And again, to your point, as far as, like, the nothing burger, this man stepped up to the plate and made, basically, the pitcher throw 37 pitches. But didn't get on base. And made you feel good about the out. <laughs> he battled. Boy, he battled on that's, that one. Like, that's, that's how I look at this interview. Like, like he, he stepped up in battles. He goes, okay, here you go. Here's the next question. How do you prioritize making moves that can help you win this season versus long term? His response mm -hmm. is, it's delicate. I think we all take a big picture approach knowing that one season is a small vacuum of a larger picture. Okay, that, that one's important right there. It's hard. We're also competitive. We want to win consistently. Sometimes to do that, you have to take a step back at times. Sometimes you just have to be patient. So you're trying to balance deal by deal what accomplishes the big overall picture goals. Tanking. So here's your first index clue, right? The whole idea of one season a small vacuum of a larger picture. That's true. Very true. But operating really beyond anything more than two years of the NBA is insane. Because everything changes. Oh, yeah. Kurt Heelan from NBC Sports had a report today that Jalen Brown may ask out in, this, in the summer. You saw that, too? Listen, I have a very particular feeling about that article that maybe one of the sources is Meryl Morshe. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm just, you know... I, you know, maybe Philadelphia-adjacent. I saw the report and there was the part of me as a Blazer fan that was like, I almost just flew off the ground. Like just levitate little, little birdie wings, <laughs> Daffy duck style. Well, yeah. he's been the big fish. He's the sure. one we've mentioned the most because they're struggling. It's looked weird with him and Tatum. I think largely has to do with point guard play. Marcus smart is not a true point mm -hmm. guard. Um, but it's also possible a guy like him could get frustrated. It's like he, he, it, I mean, it appears that that's happening. He takes more blame than Tatum, and then they look at Tatum and go, Tatum, you're our guy. Then they're yeah. like, but Jalen, this is your fault. Baby, like, baby Mamba. Yeah, I, I just, uh, if it was true, I wouldn't blame him. And I think a team like Portland's I mean, licking their chops. There's a reason why I've brought up his name for a couple months now. 
there have been rumblings, but until it actually happens, you know. He's also a very, he's a heavy-based West Coast dude, very progressive. Like, he kind of fits the model. He went to Berkeley, for God's sake. Yeah, sakes. he's a cow guy. Which, which, you know. I mean, it's it's a lesser California school, but. Wow. Wow. I'm just saying. Wow. I'm just saying. Well. I mean, he actually had academic standards to get into the institution, unlike USC, where it's like, here's the money. Like, well, yeah, I know, but you know how you get that money. You, you, you're smart. You're rich. Lori Laughlin. There you go. But, so we, t- we talked about the, 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 the view of all this, right? Yeah. But you have to take a step back at times. That's your... Inc- maybe the Nasir Little is enough to... Enough to nudge. I don't think that's going to be enough. You don't think it's going to be enough, huh? Nasir Little on a one and three road trip. You don't well, think oh oh oh! You mean in that way? Yeah, no, no, nudging toward oh, the tank. Yes. I'm sorry, I thought you were talking about trades. I'm like, oh, oh no, 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 no! I'm talking about tanking because, I, again, I, I told you what I had heard. I think that they were already going this direction, and I think that was just like the, oh, now we can definitely get away with it without. Is that the Spartan shoes. kick down the well? Yes, I think it's exactly this that. This is tanking! <laughs> I think once Joe found out the injury wasn't going to be career-threatening and, and Nas was going to be okay in yeah. the rehab, I think there was a part of Joe that like got out of the facility and was like, now we're going to suck. <laughs> Tiger fist pump. Bing-ong! <laughs> now we're going to suck. You hear, you hear the, ping, the, the ping-pong balls falling. Um, there was another part in this. Sometimes you just have to be patient, so you're trying to balance deal by deal what accomplishes the overall big picture goals. Okay, Brandon, what is the thing that I've kind of hit on here when we're talking about making moves? It's not about the one move. It's or the about two moves. it's chess. It's what's this move going to help the next move, which is going to help your third move, which you hope is key. The, is the, the move. Eventually get to the move, which is why, and I want to preface this before we get into the trade deadline stuff. If their only move is Robert Covington at the trade deadline, I will be frustrated. I will be very frustrated. I am not going to crucify them until we get into September in the training camp and the roster is the same. That is a lot of time. However, however, there needs to, like, if they want that trust back, if they want that fan base backing if they want like belief in what he is or what he's doing or what his vision is or what this organization is doing i really genuinely believe they need they need a show of good faith here at the trade deadline somebody asked yesterday in the live watch party they asked me what what was the thing i wanted to happen the most in terms of trades and i just simply responded cj now like that's not a personal shot at him I know some of this stuff, it's personal for a lot of people, so I can't tell somebody how to feel, but it's CJ because that that tells me you are serious and you are addressing some serious uh, holes in roster construction problems that you've largely been punting on now for six years. That's the move. Like Covington getting traded, I know we'll talk about it. We'll assess and we'll see what it means for them. That's not going to move my needle. Uh, And I think, honestly, for most Blazer fans, it's not going to move their needle. You have to swing with one of the three names. Nas, Armena, Norm, CJ, Nurk. It's it's, it's one of those three dudes. And if you don't, and it's just Cove, and then the sell job is going to turn into, well, we're never done fully addressing the situation. Like, if it's a very vague way of saying we're going to go into the summer, 
I hear what you're saying. I don't know if this fan base is going to want to be patient till September, man. Like, that's why I think this deadline is so huge for this franchise. There's a lot of people that have checked out from this shit. And no, 100%. It's one of those three. You trade one of those three. For me, it's CJ. If you do Nurk, that's fine, too. But it's it's one of those three. Cub does nothing for me because um, I don't think you're going to get a big haul back. It could be the move for the next move. But it's one of those three. And here we get into the moves kind of wrapping up. But you guys aren't looking into thinking now is the time to do an overall overhaul or reset for the long term. And his answer was, we're looking at all different scenarios. Reset is a big word. We're too competitive to want to do that. So it depends on what you mean by reset. He qualifies reset. Reset meaning a long-term rebuild. No, I don't think we have an appetite to tear it all the way down. We have too many good players and too many ways to get better without taking a, a too big of a step back. Okay, so a couple things on that. That's go. my least favorite part of this of this Q&A. Go, 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 go. Um, so I've had Medina on my radio show. He's a very nice guy. Mm. Uh, he, he wants to go work for the league. Like, you love basketball. That's cool. I don't know where the editorial stuff came down on, but I, I can't fathom that, that that was the back and forth on that part of that topic. Because my my if I would have asked that question and he responded that way, I probably would have followed it up and said, well, let me preface it this way. Full rebuild, slight reset, keep everything. And again, this is the NBA website, so maybe he couldn't do that. But mm-hmm. I just didn't like that. I, I didn't like that because it's like, of course, they're not going to tear this to the studs and do a full rebuild. They're not going to trade Damian Lillard if he's not asking for a trade. That wouldn't make any sense. So I, I just, I don't know. I viewed that part as like the most frustrating because that's, of course, Joe Joe can get out of that question. That's an yeah. easy question for Joe Cornett. Full rebuild, reset. Uh, no, we have Damian but, Lillard. But it's like, well, how do you navigate with Dame? What the future without Dame? Like, no. I would have wanted that direction more so than that part of that. Which uh, is that hilarious because it's the shortest part of the interview. Yes. So, um, they move into Damian Lillard's recovery, which we'll, we'll just kind of skip over because it's if if the Blazers were in a legitimate playoff hunt and he was ready to go, he would play. If not, he's not going to play. That's that's end 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 of story at this point. We kind of know what that's that's going to be. But what you what you touched on there, we have too many good players and too many ways to get better. I I push back on that a little bit. <laughs> you don't have too many ways to get better. That's part of the problem because Neil Olshay took four first round draft picks and turned them into Robert Covington and Zach Collins, and you don't have the capital to go do things now. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, JJ Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, JJ breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. You have you have a not good contract in C.J. McCollum. You have a relatively good contract in Norman Powell and a productive player. But there's four years added on to that. And you've got two expiring deals in Nurkic and Covington who, well, the organization has done a very shitty job of managing expiring contracts for the last six years. Yes, they have. Actually, let's just, call it, let's just call it ten because yeah. technically LaMarcus Aldridge was an expiring contract. And they either Yikes. knew that he was leaving and they said, whatever, we're riding it out, or they legitimately were caught off guard. And in that way, I'd say, what a mistake to not be diving into that two months before the year ended to see if you could get something back in return for a guy who's ultimately not going to pick us. So the let to rehash all of this. A lot of what the Blazers are experiencing is wave after wave after wave of mismanagement from basically 2014 to 2015 on, so seven years of failed asset control, overspending, and not turning bad assets into okay assets or something. They they have literally nothing to show for it, which is worse than maybe having something bad because they still have something bad in the background in paying off Andrew Nicholson and Anderson Verjao and that stuff, the, the, the dead money that has been there. There was five-plus million dollars on the books, basically a half an MLE sitting on the books for six years. Yeah. That's insane. Mm-hmm. But here's the other part of this. They are too good to tank realistically when everybody is healthy. That's the, that's the, the ticker here, right? Because they look like crap against the Thunder. They looked awful against the Lakers. They looked awful against the Bulls. The only team in that group that has more talent when healthy, when both teams are healthy, is probably Chicago. The top-end talent for the Lakers is is better in LeBron and AD, but the rest of that roster is a dumpster fire. Like, if you're asking me, do I want a fully healthy Lakers team or a fully healthy Blazers team, that's probably a coin toss. I I want a different team. (laughs) Right? Like, you're like... Where, where's the third door? I, door yeah, three, right, please. Right, right. Can I just leave? Do I need a team? Like, do, do I have to take this one home? That that one's really expensive and, and not good. Shit, that one's really expensive and not good. What is there? Is there like is there an option that's available? I just you know. I just bought a refrigerator. I don't yeah. want to win a refrigerator. I just bought one. <laughs> it's uh, it's a lot. 
So we'll, we'll skip over again to the, the injury stuff because it's it, it is kind of what it is. And when he's when he's healthy and ready to go, we will know what kind of uh, they are. He sh- he shut down. Like didn't didn't you take that away? We already knew that. They yes. kind of hinted at that. Like I'm not coming back if we're not great. Yeah. Oh, okay. Great. I, I thought Joe. Have they just... have they been great since that comment? No. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do this real quick. Uh... They have not been great since that comment. They had that one little run where they won like six and ten, and since then they've crapped the bed. So no, uh, they have not been great. I want I want to pull up. Uh, Dane was shut down. Was it the thirty first? Uh, I think it was no. the thirty first that he he that he got shut down. The thirty first of January? No, 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 December. Oh, okay. I was gonna say like what? It's been a minute. I'm trying to think. Right, here we go. The, so the Blazers in that time period where they went four and two on that road trip are eight and ten. Hmm. That puts them with tied with the Clippers, uh, Knicks, uh, Wizards, Pelicans, Pistons for uh, was that one, two, three, four, fifth most losses in that time period. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. That, that tracks. tracks. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, not not thrilled. Okay. All right. Money quote time because a hundred of you sent me some version or DM of this. What do you think of how Lillard, McCollum, and Yusuf Nurkic have been as a trio when they've all been healthy? Joe Cronin responds, together we've won a lot of games. Nurkic entering his prime. Dame and CJ are in their primes. Those are three high-level players. When we put the right pieces around them, we've shown that we can be very competitive. <laughs> Brandon, I feel like we're going to be lockstep on this uh, feeling of what that answer was because this was this was the part that this made was masterful. Rounds. Yeah, and I sent it to you not in the oh shit, dude. Joe just said the run in effect. I sent it to you for one specific line. Because I didn't, I just viewed this as a way not to answer the question. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you could easily say when they played, they had some success. They did. They made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They got to Western Conference Finals. Won a lot of games. Won a lot of games. He's not lying there. He doesn't really talk about continuing on with that oh. trio. And by the way, if you're looking to trade a player, not that you need to fool anybody, but like if this is the NBA. It's a little dramatic. It's a little like, let me uh, upsell you here. What's what's a better way than to try to tell the world that your almost 30-year-old center who's had a bone break through his leg is entering his prime? Now, yeah, a lot of seven foot 300-pound dudes are entering their prime as they're going into the 28-year-old season. I mean, geez, Louise, he's 28. He's been here for six years. He broke his leg. Like, he's had injury after injury. But, yes, let's try to tell the world he's entering his prime. I would also want to say that if I was trying to trade him. I would also want to say that if I was uh, seven, if I had a guy who was seven foot 300 pounds and shooting 50% at the rim in his best, most competitive period. Yeah. Not great. Uh, no, it, it's not great, and I don't know. We've won a lot of games. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to do with the future. Nurk is entering his prime. That's bullshit. Sell him. You're trading him. Damon CJ are in their primes. That's a fact. That's not an answer to anything. And even then, that even then, you're like, I, Damon's having surgery right now. Like I called it prime-ish. Mm. Like his athleticism is is going to 
fade ever so slightly. Well, here's the kicker. Those are three high-level players. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not in Portland. And when we put the right pieces around them, we've shown we can be competitive. What word is that last one? Competitive? Competitive. Not contend. Mm -hmm. Competitive. I will and, and that's that's where I just I, I didn't get people were freaking out on Twitter and I'm like, folks, he didn't say anything. He, he said just nothing. He's literally stated facts in a wonderful like this is a well rehearsed, well prepped, very, very well done interview by Cronin. When I, the, when I read through this all the way through piece by piece, line by line, I read it again and go, just trying to pick up his flow, his syntax. Like, how does he talk? Like, wh- what words does he specifically use? He's very poignant in his word choice. He did not say contenders. He said competitive. He said these guys are good. He did not say this is a great team. He did not say this is a contending team. He did not say that they were contending in the past. He said nothing while saying everything. It was wonderful. This is the kind of thing where you teach PR. Where where Neil screwed this stuff up all the time and would take a question like this and be like, what what do you mean? Of course. Of course. If you insert, you know, this particular type, you know, if you you use that 13 game, it was always some kind of stupid justification. Where this, he's just stating facts. It was good. It was really, like, I, I was, I as I read through it, I was just impressed. I was like, he said a whole lot without saying shit. Good for you. Like, that's, it's impressive. I Sometimes want him to I come. Like to, yes. Yes, I want you to come out and give me the whole plan. Feed it to me. Nom, 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 nom. I know you're not going to do it. I know you're not going to do it. Sometimes I like to eat salad for dinner. But guess what? This was word salad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it wasn't it was, steak and potatoes. No. No. This wasn't, you know. Daryl Morey coming out there. Oh, yeah, no, you know, I'm going to get fined for tampering because I'm going to say I really like Player X. No. No. Uh, he talked about Chauncey and, and, you know, roster turnover and playing their style. I think it's easier to, to, to kind of take that stuff in when he talks about the um, the idea of, of playing Chauncey's style of basketball. Well, yeah, when you take out basically the starting five and <laughs> put everybody else in there. Right. It's like, how do you want us to play? <laughs> <laughs> I think that changes it. Uh, they talk a little bit about Andre Patterson and his and the things that he brings behind the scenes. Uh, but the last question, this is in the entire piece, Brandon. This mm-hmm. is what made me made me raise my eyebrows more than a single other thing in this article. Okay, what is the latest message from ownership with your long term future? They've been very open with me as far as I'll have an opportunity to keep this job. Okay. But there's going to be a search. Word? Okay. They showed a lot of trust in me by allowing me to make some decisions with staffing and going into this trade deadline with some roster decisions. So the trust they've shown is really uh, shown is really all I can ask for, and it's a big compliment. We'll just take it as we go, and as far as what the job search looks like and what my chances are. I'm sorry, what? There's going to be a search? No said search? Has taken place? That hasn't happened yet? Just stringing this along? Oh. You and I you and I disagree here. Okay. 
I I think this was also a word salad. Um, he hit a lot of the things that a an interim guy would say, knowing he's getting that job. Because here here's my pushback. This is why I didn't. My eyebrows didn't raise to this the way yours did. Okay. It d- does it make any sense? Any sense? Actually, I'll ask. Please make this make sense if you can. Why would you allow a guy to hire an assistant general manager and navigate through the biggest moment trade-wise your franchise has been in, and I don't know how long, if you're ultimately hiring a different person who doesn't share a similar vision or a similar thought on roster construction and personnel choices? That's what doesn't make sense to me, unless he's going back to what his role was and they know who they're hiring and he can't say that so they have to use the word search. Yeah, we will conduct a search. He's either got that job and for some stupid reason, they won't just name him the GM or they know who they're getting and it's the NBA and it's petty and it's messy and it's disgusting. And they've back channeled on where they kind of want to run this thing. I don't know if that exists, but I just viewed this as like a way to dance around saying I'm the general manager because it does not make logical sense in my mind to trade C.J. McCollum, Yusuf Nurkic, potentially, Robert Covington, maybe Norm. I don't know who they're going to trade, but to trade all those guys possibly makes no sense to have a guy who's not going to be your general manager do that and then go hire a general manager and say, here's the roster. But wait, that's like you want a chef. A chef wants to make the food, but you just served the chef dinner. He said, here's the dinner. And the chef's like, I didn't get to make this. I have to eat this. That doesn't make sense to me. I am with you as far as you're carrying this. My pushback, I think, is the idea of he highlights some things that they let him do. The A lot of this stuff hasn't been public, the, the hirings and firings. Actually, the hirings, I think, have mostly been public, but there's been some backroom stuff that hasn't been public. Uh, the firings have not been public, uh, and there's been a lot. Uh, yeah. People that have been there for a long time. Um that makes me go, that was like my my whole thing, my whole spiel of like, oh, he's getting this job. But if we're talking about an organization that doesn't want to spend money, if they are indeed going to go out and do another search or do a search after this, it doesn't really add up. What, why haven't they removed the, get, sell me on why they haven't removed the interim tag yet if they are going to give it to them. Okay, so here's my first question, and I, this might be a dumb question, but I just want to ask this to get it out of the way. Go for it. Is there is there a rule in the NF, in the NBA for for front office spots like this, the way there is in the NFL with what we're seeing with Flores, the Rooney rule, like they're supposed to ha- talk to a minority candidate? Is that a thing in the NBA? I don't think so. Okay, I didn't know I, if I, there is. Then that's that's what I would point to because you if don't, there you is. Just, Okay. I don't think the Blazers are in much trouble because they've done so much over the last two years to try to change that. Sure. Remember Jamel Hill calling out the social media team like a complete idiot, not knowing how that all works, um, that all of the work done within that department was done by four whole people, um, and then throwing it all on a single person's lap, which was a shitty thing to do. Um, but the Blazers have tried to rectify that. Again, in Andre Patterson... 
Yeah, like, yeah, yeah no, literally yeah, just tired. No, no, I'm I know what you're saying. Yeah, what they are saying. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm wondering because you're trying to ask me why haven't they removed it. I that's don't. My first thought. I don't think that's the case. Mostly because there are a lot of minorities in positions of power in the NBA. Maybe not as many as there should be, but that's, yeah. I think it's a discussion for the like. If you look around the NBA, a third of the coaches are black. And how many GMs? Uh, I couldn't count them all in my mind. I, I counted, I think four, five. I think there's six. Is there six? Okay. So I and went it, through the roster. And that's like, usually like a like a revolving door of like. One goes, two come right. in, kind of a deal. Because, yeah, it, so I think they've, they've done well in that regard. But, yeah, if that is true, I'm not 100% certain, but I don't believe that is a rule in the NBA because they have done well. Sure. Um, because the more I think about it, the more I go, they've done, they did the um, a lot of the pushback over not having enough coaches over the last year. And remember, this offseason was the reckoning where you saw more black coaches in the league. You saw Chauncey. You saw Silas. You saw um, uh, what's his name in uh, in Orlando. Um, you saw Willie Green in New Orleans. Willie Green in New Orleans. Yeah. So yeah. you saw a lot more getting Eme in Boston. Like you saw, this was the the biggest hiring cycle of black coaches in the NBA. Um, I don't. So I go. I just googled if this is you know. I, I googled mandate to interview minority candidates in NBA. I'm getting Rooney Rule articles, and I have one from the undefeated. And another one from a different website from 19, uh, basically saying, should the NBA be looking to adopt the NFL's? Yeah, I, I don't think they have anything like so, that. So I don't think they have anything like that. So, okay, let's. that's gone. I can't answer that question. If that's not a thing, I can't answer that question because it's never made sense to me. Why to keep what, the tag on him? Why you keep that tag on him and why don't you just remove it and stop saying interim if he's allowed to choose the assistant general manager and make major, in fact, I would argue, the only roster moves you have to make are the ones currently in front of them at the trade deadline. Why would you allow the non-general manager to make that move? That is an organization, and maybe we'll be wrong here. But if that's the case, that's... That seems like you're pulling leverage away. It's pretty stupid, to yeah. be honest with you. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. That's kind of where I sit with this. And, like, and that's, that's what causes me this hesitation. Because... They're handicapping themselves because what what do we hear all the time as as it pertains to the Trailblazers from the outside looking in? Does show Joe Cronin have the authority? Does he have the authority? Does he have the authority? Yep. How much authority does he have? You know how you remove that doubt? You take away their interim tag, and so that's what part of me goes. Eh, eh. Should I be wondering if they are gonna indeed conduct a search? Because I am with you. I am with you, but the, when he said that so plainly, because every other question he answered in, before in this article, Brandon, he 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 dodged it masterfully. This one he tackled head on, and that's what like his change in tone, his change in delivery, everything in in, in that was. It was no longer about, oh yeah, this this is. It was very very direct and poignant. Yeah, no, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. They gave me this, and this is why. And I was like. That's interesting. That's very different from the rest of the, the rest of the interview. It's, it's going to be an interesting process to see how this goes. If they do, if they do go out and change, if they, he doesn't get the job eventually, that's going to be weird. It's super weird. Hey, oh, we you went and hired Nurk. <laughs> well, not even just that. Like let's say, let's say he just the only thing he does is move Covington. 
And then at the end of the year, they, they hire GMX. It's a lot like DMX, but a lot less cool. Um, no, nothing. All right, fine. Where are my guards at? That got him. That got him. You're, you're ridiculous. You're absolutely ridiculous, man. Now I'm just I'm just picturing Damon CJ popping wheelies on Banshees barking. Like that's all that's going through my mind now. What are we doing? I'm just I'm just saying. But it, that's gonna be weird. Like you fired a bunch of high ranking personnel within the organization. You hired another high ranking uh, personnel member in Andre Patterson, and now this guy's gonna come in and be like. Why did you let him do all that? Like, shouldn't I have had some voice in this? Like, it's. I just don't. I don't think you and I would operate. We we are entirely different people. I don't think you and I would agree to operate into a situation where they're like, like you 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 know use operation perfectly. Think about this. I'm about to have a hip surgery. The doctor, this first surgeon comes in. He's like, I'm a pretty good surgeon. He starts. He gets halfway through, and he's they're like, nah. I, I, and they wake me up. Hey, just so you know, we're changing surgeons. We called in the lefty from the pen. What? 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 What do you mean? Like, what? we were gonna, we agreed. No, we're not doing. Like, that doesn't make any sense. This, it doesn't make any sense. And yet, the way that they're discussing it, and the way that he is publicly discussing it, at least makes me raise an eyebrow. That's why I said I got to that part, and none of that made sense. Well, but let me. Okay, so I'm, I'm as we're talking about this, I'm thinking of different things. Is is it just possible? <laughs> throw this out; it's kind of depressing. Is is it just possible that the very top of this thing is being run by some incompetence? Oh, it's that's a strong possibility. Okay, that's not outside the realm of of possibilities by any any facet. I just uh, I don't know. I guess an organization that runs this way that like. They it's it's not, not been great for three plus years, dude. Like, we watched the organization put every blame for this team at the feet of Terry Stotts. On one person, yes. And, <laughs> and actually that was, convinced fans to be like, And yeah, that was an okay right. thing. Yeah. And then we got into the offseason and that happened. So, like, the track record right now for the top of the organization, not great, Bob. By the way, the one thing that, like, 20% of the fan base bitched about. Once the, and then they fired him. What happened? Remind me what happened with the new coach who got the same roster. Did did it change? Did it get better? No, we we fell into a pit of misery, <laughs> and so it's like maybe that's where this is going. It's hey, you do this job, and then we'll bring the next guy in, and he'll try to clean up, or he'll just run on that wave that you created. I just it, I. I I can't compute in my brain wanting to take a general manager job after the person before me got to make all of the major decisions. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, they made all the gumbo and then uh, you get to add the paprika. And I don't know what the secrecy is about. Again, I, I don't know, but it's like, weird. that's why I fall back Danny on just saying he's the dude. And for some reason he's waiting on them to remove the tag. So he won't publicly state that he's the general manager. I, I don't know why, but that's where I'm going with it. I just, I look at that and I'm like, everything about this is just weird. Everything is weird. Um, let's, let's pivot here real quick. 
because I, I figured this was going to take up a ton. Again, welcome, everybody. We appreciate you. We love you. Please like, rate, review, subscribe. If you're here watching live, click the little thumbs up. Help us grow. Uh, if you're not a uh, subscriber already, subscribe to the channel. It's free. It's easy. Again, improve the algorithm, the almighty algorithm. We pray to it. We don't. We don't have false idols here. Uh, but if we, but if you do, we appreciate it if it's us. Uh, like, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, and if you want to become a member of the Jack Ramsey's uh, community, you can do so. Just click on the join button uh, here on YouTube. And that is the quick and easiest way to get into the watch parties that we have every single game. Uh, and on top of that, we will have some... Uh, I'm sorry, my puppy is, is preparing to invade the show. So um, <laughs> her chew ran out. Uh, Another but, one. Yeah, exactly. You know what? Here you go. You want, you, want your, you want your other chew? Oh, did, did Daddy prep another one for you? Yes, he did. Here you go. All right. Uh, again, subscribe to the show. And, uh, again, if you, if you want to become a member, you can um, also get involved with some giveaways and some member-only access and exclusive access to some other content. We will do shows like this for members only. That'll be like a once-a-month thing after the All-Star break, after I get back from... The dead, basically, on the 16th, and then uh, we'll do some stuff after that. So uh, we're also going to throw some more stuff in there, some giveaways, some tickets, and stuff like that. So cool, 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 cool. That's the spiel. Back to the show. Uh, Let me go ahead and get into it. All right. All you heathens are here for this. The trade deadline stuff. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, that's weird. I have a note here, Brandon. Um, there's, there's a lower third. I can't help it. It says the Pelicans aren't trading Herb Jones. Stop sending trade machine ideas with him in it. Huh. <laughs> That's weird. I don't know how that got there. Stop sending them, you nobody, heathens. Nobody reporting on the Pelicans is indicating Herb Jones is in those trade talks, and we still have Blazer fan that's like, what about Herb Jones? Herb Jones? What about uh, CJ and picks for Herb Jones? Herb Jones, Herb Jones, Herb Jones. Yes, rookie scale, all defensive team players. Not available for CJ McCollum. Not available. Just had to throw that one in there for everybody just because I was getting a ton of those. I, I can't count how many of you dm me something along those lines of like hey what about it's like no nope 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 uh not gonna be a thing all right with the big news out of the way uh the athletic combination of seth partnell and danny larue sat down and they laid out a let me go ahead and open this one back up i said somebody say hey the blazers don't even have uh cj and norm aren't listed in the top 38 of this you know article of most likely to be traded so, I don't know if you saw this or not, Brandon. It came out earlier this morning. Um, but the list, the 1 through 38 of this NBA trade deadline big board from The Athletic, it's not an, a likelihood of being traded because Ben Simmons is number one and Bradley Beal is number two. Those aren't the two most likely players to be traded. But it is a list of how many guys are really out there. And this is one I want to drive home to get this, um, the idea of like how active this trade deadline could be. There's a lot of potential movement out there, genuinely. And I do believe it's going to be a, a busy deadline. How busy it is for Portland, unclear. But if you look at where they have um, both Robert Covington and Yusuf Nurkic, they're right here smack dead in the middle, both 19 and 20. So uh, the idea behind this is says the, the order of the 2020 NBA trade deadline, big board is based on a combination of factors. The player's impact, should he be traded, our evaluation of the likelihood of a trade occurring, the asset value of the player on his current contract, and the level of compensation likely demanded. So it's kind of a, uh, a catch-all of how good are they? How impactful are they? How likely are they to be traded? I don't know which what, what they weighted the most, but scrolling through it, it basically looks like how good are they? And like, 
the only the only side to this is the very last guy on this list is Tobias Harris, who's a very good player, but his contract is so sideways. An albatross. Yeah. Yes, which leads you to believe, hmm, CJ McCollum not on this list. Means that contract is viewed a certain certain kind of way. I'm not giving up hope yet on New Orleans. I'm not either. I, again, I, I have heard more from just that particular team than any particular noise around a Portland uh, transaction in 10 years. It feels like it's New Orleans or bust for him, though, doesn't it? Yes. That's great. Other teams have shown interest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but interest, they but want, you can show interest re- in the, the summertime, re- too. The return and the... Um, what they're willing to uh, take on is, I think, they're or worlds apart on some of those things. But we'll get to the two places on this. Okay. Uh, Cove and Nurk at 19 and 20 on this list, and this is this is the, the note here. This is a familiar story to NBA franchises. This team is changing direction, so it tries to get the strongest return possible for veteran pending free agents instead of losing them for nothing in the offseason. Key question that will shape the Blazers' asset return is whether potential trade partners are motivated to get Covington and or Nurkic's bird rights, which will allow them to retain those free agents without requiring cap space or a different exception. Considering only four teams project to wield cap space and a significant group will be over the cap but well under the tax, there may be fertile ground for an agreement. Unlike the cases of Smart and Gordon detail above, Portland has far less leverage because Covington and Nurkic will not be under contract with them after the season. As such, the only reasons Joe Cronin should hold on to them are wanting to be better for the remainder of the campaign or offers so weak he thinks he can do better via sign and trade, which is typically difficult for non-star unrestricted free agents. And that is because that puts you in a hard cap situation as a team who is accepting those players. Neither of those guys are getting sign and traded. That's not happening. I just, I, 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 I hate it, it, this caveat with Portland's always existed. Well, they won't just give them away though for nothing. Well, they maybe sh- should. Maybe you should. Maybe, just maybe, maybe you should. should. Just you know, stop acting like there's there's this invisible line of value, and if you don't get above that line, how dare you trade it? It is what it is. It's over. Move on. Like, stop with this madness of well, we have standards here. For what? A first-round exit? It's. I, uh, I don't get it. It's certainly. It's certainly something. Um. Again, I, I still think Covington's going to be the guy that's moved. Nearly a hundred percent chance of that happening. Uh, he I, seems I, like the power rank number one. That's that's happening. Yes. Yeah. Whoever doesn't land Jeremy Grant is going to come calling about Robert Covington just because, or, or Harrison Barnes is going. Oh, I'm sorry. What you, what you, what you got there, man? It's good. It's it's gonna, it's gonna be the Dave Chappelle, you know, meme all over. You, you got any of them, Robert Covingtons? Yeah, like, that's right, that's how right. that's gonna go. Cause yeah, yeah, we missed out on the Jeremy Grants and the Harrison Barnes's, and it's gonna Roco, Roco. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's weird. Why are you licking your teeth? Um, I will say this: uh, friend of the show, all around good dude, and somebody who everybody hates apparently across the NBA, Matt Moore, HP Basketball. Uh, he did throw this out there earlier this afternoon, and um, I've heard a little bit, but he's obviously more plugged in on uh, league-wide stuff and trends than I am. Uh, and he basically said, it seems like every team in the NBA, uh, here's the exact quote, from various conversations, it feels like half the league is looking for centers in the trade market. That's... That's way different than what we've heard, right? And I'm not mm-hmm. suggesting Matt's not right. Matt's he's pretty involved in the NBA. It's just more like I saw this and was, oh, 
I started perking up like maybe that trade that Nurkic trade exists. We just haven't heard anything about it specifically. Yeah. And then half the league, if that's accurate, here comes out of left field team a wants Nurkic and they offer you this. So like, I thought that was encouraging to read. I hope he's, I hope it's right. Um, because I, I said this on the pod yesterday has a real feel that they're not going to trade him. That they're going to say, well, we'll just try to sign him back to a two-year, three-year, four-year deal with an option on the fourth. Like, it just has that feel. And then I saw this and I went, maybe that's the the glimmer of light that I needed. Apparently, the comments is turning into a war over tearing it down uh, to, to the studs and, and moving on from Damian Lillard and building around him. So, yeah, so there's a lot of this. Um, Lisa- uh, I mean... Yeah, I said this. I don't think Blazer fan knows what they want. Yeah, I I think that's the the problem. Like, the desperation right now for change is so strong that everybody's sitting there going, "I don't care, I don't care." Like, even if it means Dame, like, give me give me like real strong change because they haven't had real strong change that was led by the organization. Um, probably getting out of the jailblazer era. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, that was. I'm like. What was the last? No, Gerald Wallace. Gerald Wallace trade. That's the last trade that was led by the organization that was defining. I mean, I asked this when they played OKC. I think a lot of Blazer fan feels like, oh, yeah, let's just strip this down. We're not going to keep Dame long term. Let's let him go win a ring, restart this. I hate that. Well, but I think that's a real narrative, and that's, that's fine. That's fair, whatever. I disagree with that opinion. My response, though, to those same people are like, I'm watching a lot of you freak out and not be able to handle this one season. Are you ready for three years of sucktitude? Oof. Because if that's what you're talking about, that's what it takes. You have to be all in on being bad. Mm-hmm. In Portland, you ain't getting free agents. You're, you trade Dame, you'll get some good assets in return, but you're not going to have many assets to play with. You are going to have to be the Orlando Magic, except you have to make the right picks and... See in three years. Because I, I think the evidence right now is suggesting most people can't take that. They either won't watch it or they're outright lying to themselves about supporting that. Because it's it's amazing to watch the amount of people that tell me, I don't care. I hate this. This team sucks. I have no interest. You can say, well, the young talent, I'd be in. Okay. And then if they're losing games the way the, the Thunder are, are, you still in? I don't know if you are. and And that's why I don't think. I think there's a lot of Blazer fans that don't know what they want to do. Yeah, and when we talk about this, I've said two years is, I think, the most this organization, like, fan base could have, could handle, because they've been successful for so long. It's just, yep. they, they, they could not handle that without just absolutely losing their minds. That's, I think, kind of where, we're, where we sit with that. Let's, let's take this and kind of pivot to the idea of most likely, least likely, um, and what kind of returns that, that are out there. There, there hasn't been anything other than, as far as like recent, other as far as changing rumors is other than uh, Covington is now being looked at by New Orleans, which to me is a little bit interesting. So Covington is, is obviously the most likely candidate for trade, for various reasons, but his return from what I've seen is not great. I haven't seen anybody with a first round pick. I, I poked around with with some folks in Utah, who both said the. Um, the Jazz, maybe they consider it with Ingles going down. Maybe they would be as desperate to go to their first. But it was just a thought that was kicked around and nothing that would have been pursued. 
Uh, Cleveland, you're looking at like Chetty Osmond and some second round picks, something along those lines, which, which is kind of funny because Chetty has, uh, I think he had a 12 assist game the other day and he also had a 30 point game like the game before that. Like all of a sudden you're like, I could dump myself into Chetty Osmond. <laughs> I would, I, I, I would actually be really excited to get him. Yeah, I, maybe he's found a little bit of something. Maybe it's a, a bit of a, a bit of a hot streak, but I don't think if you're talking about a flyer on a guy uh, at a position of need, that that's a, that, that that would be a real problem for Portland. But when we're talking about the most likely, least likely, when you're talking about most likely with with Covington, I think if you're including Covington with CJ to New Orleans. If that were the combination, you put those two together, maybe you could pull another pick out of that deal. Maybe one that isn't quite as valued. Maybe it's one a little bit more heavily protected, a little bit further out. But perhaps that's a way that you can get a little more value. And you could turn in a first-round pick out of Covington. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't get anything else but the package of you know Hart, Sadoransky, Hayes, plus two picks. Two, two first. Two yeah. first. Yep. unequivocally, and maybe you, those two first, when you include Cove, maybe instead of one more heavily protected, that protection drops down a little bit. Yeah. I would I would be all in on that move, too. I should have, along with the song that Herb Jones won, I should have also included Jonas Valanciunas is not getting traded. Yeah, man, people really want him, don't they? Because he's good. Yeah. Yes. yes. He's good. He's not getting traded. And the, only, the only way the Pelicans are trading Jonas Valanciunas is if a godfather deal comes. Yeah, and the Blazers do not have a Godfather deal that Jonas Valanciunas will be involved with. I am a um, I'm a super Debbie Downer on saying this, but I I really want to get your answer. I just Go noticed at six oh eight, my daughter has basketball practice mm-hmm. in like twenty minutes. Um, would you power rank Nurk ahead of CJ or CJ ahead of Nurk of most likely to get traded right now? CJ ahead of Nurk. Wow, CJ ahead of Nurk. They're they're not going to trade him, are they? I, I don't think so. I, I, it's my fault. I didn't realize how late it got. I'm no, that's late. okay. I, I didn't either because we got so into that the yeah. Cronin stuff. Um, they're operating on the assumption they're resigning him, right? If they're not going to trade him, because why else would you let an why would you let an expiring contract just go for nothing? Silch? Not not even a second round pick. Like give nothing. me a, like, give me a GD second round pick. Like I something. don't even care. Yeah, something. I, that's the frustration of all that. Um, I don't. It's it's all very dumb. The the one thing to keep in mind for everybody out there who's looking at everything right now is this. It is prime, prime smokescreen season. Yes. Prime. This is it. This week, every single report, do not take it for anything. Other than, if somebody says so-and-so is interested in this, who benefits from that information? That's where the leak came from. <laughs> That's where the leak came from. A hundred percent. That's where the leak came Wait from. Wait a minute. Bradley Beal going to Philadelphia didn't come from Washington, D.C. Yeah, exactly. They're not throwing that out there. Um, There's not a desperate guy in Philadelphia right now who put himself into a corner and thought he could get out of it, but now he can't, so he's stuck with a player that doesn't like him or like the franchise player. There's no way. Weird. Uh, but, yeah, this is this is prime, 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 prime smokescreen season. Do not take anything at, at, at face value. Nothing at all. And with that, we will get out of here because Brandon, Coach Sprague has got to go coach. He says he's not a coach, but he's a coach. He's a liar. <laughs> uh, On the baseline. 
We love you all so very much. We appreciate you. Like, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, if you're watching again live, please click subscribe to the show. Help us grow the channel. Help us get to 2,500 on our way to 4,000 by the end of the season. We will be back tomorrow. Brandon, this is going to be four straight days of, of, of Blazer basketball. Yesterday, today yes. the live show. Tomorrow with Oklahoma City. And actually, I should probably say this. It's three straight days of basketball because, Friday, because Saturday night, Danny's going to the Bucks game and he's not going to hey. be here. So, hey, all right. Danny, good for Danny. It'll I'm happy be fun. you get to go to a basketball go, game. Go, go to a basketball game and put myself in a lot of pain uh, so I can watch a team that just rips my apart, part my insides. Well, <laughs> Milwaukee won't. If you go as a Milwaukee fan, it won't it's do It's true. That. I'll go. Uh, listen, I'll, I, I, one of the only, only non-Blazers memorabilia things I have ready to go up in my office is yeah. an autograph Giannis jersey. Did you buy it online? I uh, I got out of NBA jerseys for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know why, but like I had a summer where I was walking around like, it'd be nice to have a cool tank top. And I'm like, jersey, cool baby. tank top. So I bought a Dame jersey. And then I bought a Giannis jersey. And I think I'm going to buy, I'm thinking about buying a jaw. Oh, yeah. No, that's that's on the list next. I was going to buy one this summer. And I was like, ah, I'm going to spend the money. Really wish I would have done that because the value of uh, autographed jaw jersey has gone up exponentially. He's the best player from his draft. It's not particularly close either. No, by it's the not. Way. Uh, we'll we'll get out of here on that though. Again, like, rate, review, subscribe. Help us grow the show. Jack Ramsey's podcast and show, a part of the Blue Wire Network. Help us grow the show. Help us grow the show. That is the theme of the day. We will catch you guys tomorrow for the pre and post game show and the live watch party for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yes, they're playing them again. They played them two more times after that. It's going to be a lot of thunder. But the uh, trade deadline is less than a week away. Less than a week. As crazy as that is. Uh, James asked if, if I'm putting up the watch party. The good thing is about the watch playback, guys. They put up the watch party for me. I just copy and paste the link. So I can do that from the game. So I will do that. And maybe... I have the mobile app. Maybe I will check in from the game. <laughs> no chance. You're going to be drinking beer. You're going to be watching Giannis Hoop. I'm just saying. Unless, may- you, unless you log on and you're like, guys, this game's awesome. I may I may check in just to, just to say what's up and a little, little live in arena experience. But, yeah, oh, the, watch nice. party, the watch party will be up. So uh, we will catch you guys then. Take care. We love you all. Uh, you can find us on social media at Jack Ramsey's, at Danny Mering, at Brandon Sprague. You can email the show, jackramsey.gmail.com. Until then, talk to you all.